Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to the garden. Welcome. I've been busy already today. I've already talked to two leaders of nations in the spirit. They must be sleeping. Who knows? Maybe they're in prayer. I know one of them doesn't quite yet know the God of the garden, but he is wanting to obey him. He asked for prayer yesterday to be strong and to obey what my God is telling him to do. He doesn't quite yet. He's not quite there yet, but he's working on it. The other one has to be strong for what lies ahead. So he needed some counsel also for him and his family and his nation. I do that as a pastor, as a spiritual mother for you. Mm -hmm. I'm working behind the scenes, so to speak, with your spirits, your forever persons. Mm -hmm. That's where I go. Most people in, we'll say, religion, but I'm not in religion. I'm from a kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. I'm an ambassador, a politician. I have been sent and planted here on earth to help the kingdom of heaven grow and spread out and guide people's lives. Mm-hmm. I'm not only an ambassador, a political leader, but I'm a king Of the kingdom itself. I'm a mighty warrior. You wouldn't know it by just looking at me physically. But I am spiritually. So welcome to here. The Garden of Eden. The very presence of God himself. Where the atmosphere is filled with his glory. His light. His touch. Yeah. And in this video. This happens to be number 43. Of that wonderful letter we're working through called My Dear Spiritual Child Letter from me, Agape Love himself, that was given to me through inspiration, through study for you. I had to write this out, which I did. I have it on the website in many different places. Now I'm making the videos of it. So long after Pastor Deborah is gone from this earth. I'll still be here talking to you. Go digging and searching on YouTube. You'll find me. But you have to become a seeker, a searcher, looking for something. Maybe like an archaeologist. Mm -hmm. You'll find me. YouTube will help you. They're going to be a wonderful organization. Maybe by that time, I'll be out in other galaxies working. I'm not going to stop ever. We were created to be about the Father's business, no matter what state we're in and where we're at. We've got galaxies to reach. we got to go through black holes. Yeah. All that you see through the telescopes, that's the realm of the spirit, just in natural form. Mm-hmm. So here in this video, this part of my dear spiritual child letter which is number 43. We're beginning a new part of the letter. It's called the glory blanket. I wrote this after I had lived under the glory blanket for years. Still do. I miss that powerful, loving touch. And I had had talked about this 
and this other part of the letter called "Who I Was," and how, when you need love, not the earthly kind, but when your spirit needs to sense and feel and know love from this heavenly Father, not the satanic love that you've known, it comes down softly and gently in beautiful colors. Touching you, filling you, caressing you, not sexually, Mm -hmm. cleansing you. And it's called the glory blanket. So I want to read to you what God had me write. Mm -hmm. And I sent this out to many drug addicts, people who were seeking something, who had hopelessness, fearful. Maybe were believers in this kingdom of heaven. That were sort of dead, not revived, just a maybe a baby still in the womb hadn't come out yet. So just listen and hear about the glory blanket. This precious spiritual story is so wonderful. It's filled with a spiritual peace of an unknown presence. This motion video by Pixabay is trying to help us to see what the glory blanket sort of looks like. Remember, I don't use a green screen. So if you see weird things happening around my hair, or if my hand disappears, and you see some of my background coming through, it's because I'm not using a green screen. They are just too cumbersome. They don't work. I just love just sitting down, putting my camera up, Find an emotion video and record. I may not even be that clear. I know the voice recording is good, but I may not be super clear. I'm in Zoom Pro, which is pretty good. But just listen if that's all you can do. This will be put out on an audio podcast. Mm -hmm. So you listen just to the voice. Can you imagine things you had been dreaming for, searching for, seeking, and have not found yet? So this glory blanket, this story, is about this presence of a loving, heavenly father. This story began many, many years ago. For me, Pastor Deborah, I was spiritually touched. And touched by a spiritual presence, which had been unknown even to me, because I was in religion. I went to church, wherever I went, many different denominations. I heard the word preached, but there wasn't anything like this. This happened back in 1995 in the Brownsville Revival here in Pensacola. A young evangelist named Steve Hill came with the fire of God and started telling people, get the sin out and God will touch you. Well, I did. Every night I went to the altar getting things out. And Every night I sought prayer. A prayer team member would come and go, touch our Lord, fill it with your presence. That was it. A light touch. On the forehead. Sometimes. And eventually you couldn't even touch me. I'd go. My son fell. 
I lost all physical strength. God was going to touch my spirit. I laid on the floor in a dress with glasses, being caressed, filled with, cleansed by, touched by some peace, a glory blanket. I couldn't even explain it. Waves and waves and waves and waves would wash over me, feel me. Can't even explain that. Couldn't open my eyes. I could hear everything. But I was in the realm of the spirit, sort of like you are right now here in the garden. I was in a church service, a global revival to help us awaken. Oh, I had a lot of sin. I was a believer, but I was not alive sort of yet. I was like a baby, still needing lots and lots of milk to drink. Comforting arms, gentle eyes to look into. All the religious services I'd been to, they were dead. I heard one testimony during those years from a young man from New York City. He said he heard God was down here in this church revival. So he came. And I thought, now that's interesting. Isn't God in all churches, in all people? Why wasn't he there in New York? I had no answers. This pastor of the church, Pastor John, he had been preaching on revival for two years, changing things, having prayer meetings. The young evangelist, Steve Hill, had been down in Argentina in a great, powerful revival where demonics started manifesting. He had never seen them. God was filling Teeth problems with gold teeth. Healing people. People were getting saved. Turning from their wicked life. Steve came back to America. Went to his church denomination, Assembly of God. Dead. Nobody wanted it. And he got dry and dead. It was like somebody just put the light out. Well, one day he was out in Belarus to open a teen challenge. He heard about something happening in Scotland. So he went. He was going to talk to some priest there. But then he saw everybody laid out in the church. He said, you don't have to talk to me. Pray for me. Steve went down. He came back and said, let me pray for you. For his wife. Her name was Jerry. I never fall. Nothing happens. He did. And something happened. Steve was a seeker. He had seen that there was more to God than what's in every church service, every thing that's going on. Religion didn't have it. And he became a seeker. And then he became a carrier. Just like Pastor Deborah, I had become a seeker of God. I wanted more than what religion was offering. I wanted more. I didn't know what more was. But I wanted it. I knew there was more to God by reading the book, the Bible. But I hadn't seen it, felt it, experienced it. But during the Brownsville revival, it was a global event. It was on national TV, news channels. Probably 99.999% of Christians did not attend. 
It was laughed at even by its own denomination. It's nothing but demonic and flesh. But boy, did Satan take notice. Yeah. And you'll see that. I have some videos on the website. But this glory blanket touched me. I would be laid out on the floor. Now I don't have to get prayer. And I'm not dependent anymore on another human being to pray for me or touch me. God says, I'll put you out whenever I want to. You sit down, I'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. And he does. It's wonderful to be in his presence and just be cleansed, filled, feel a peace you've never felt before. And that's what this glory blanket story is about. Being touched by his, the heavenly fathers of the kingdom of heaven's spiritual presence. As I said, it had been unknown to me, unfelt, and I did not know it even existed. And I had been saved since I was three or four. It didn't seem to be in all the churches I went to. Wasn't there. Didn't fall, sort of, from heaven. But once I had tasted it, been touched by it, felt it, it personally, spiritually experienced it, I fell in love with it. Then I became an addict. That's right. I can talk to you who are drug addicts or sex addicts or addicts for power and control or addicts for whatever. They're driven by a need for it and more and more and more. I got it because I became an addict of the presence of God. This glory blanket. For this spiritual presence. For it was so peaceful. It was refreshing. I used to get up off the floor. I felt like I was drunk. But I hadn't drank anything. I was. I can't even explain it. Except a heroin addict would understand it. After you've had a sexual orgasm. You would understand it. After you've had a big meal. And you're just so sleepy and peaceful. Yet I was happy. I was full and getting fuller and fuller of agape love. I became a full-blown drug addict. And the drug of my choice for me, the spiritual presence of the Most High God. Agape love. A powerful spiritual presence. That is full of the heavenly father's agape love, his peace, his glory, his joy, his strength, his deliverance, his cleansing, his freedom, and his healing. God's presence was a spiritual drug to me. And it gives you a better high than any earthly drug from the earth that you could ever imagine. Better than any relaxation, music, 
for your soul can ever bring. Better peace, a better painkiller, and something filled with joy and love. A blanket wraps itself around one spiritually as a soft, gentle blanket that an earthly baby would experience as they peacefully sleep in the cradle on the floor in their mother's arms and they're rocked to sleep feeling no fear just so peaceful that was the best way I could explain it or when heroin addicts would talk about that first shot and how peaceful they became a warm and sweet spiritual presence unknown to me and probably to you and not received by you the precious spiritual children in the kingdom of darkness in Satan's spiritual kingdom the heavenly father those coming to you now Right here in the garden. Father, as you touched me, touch them. Right there. Give them more, Lord. Touch them. It's very simple. Don't have to yell. He isn't hard of hearing. Your spirit is not hard of hearing. It's not for your earthly ears. You don't have to yell to bring the power down. But he's coming to you. Here in the garden, in your dreams, when you're in near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, being tormented, abused, living in fear and torment of war and bombs. Mm -hmm. He's there. He will help you every step of the way. He has now come. I'm a carrier. My voice is a carrier of his glory blanket and the presence of agape love. Oh, my goodness, Lord. <laughs> they just all out. I know they can hear me, so I'll just keep talking while you work. Mm-hmm. Because I had become a spiritual addict of the glory blanket myself. I understand what it feels like, the need to have it all the time. I was empty, dry, dead. I was alive, but my spirit was shriveled up, and it needed help. I myself sought this in my daily life. Even do now. I even remind him at night. I miss this. It's like getting in the hospital and getting an an IV when you're dehydrated. Getting a cup or a drink of cool water when you've had none. It's the peace after a sexual orgasm. 
the peace that a baby feels after it's drank from a bottle or the mother's breast. It's the peace that surpasses all understanding of us in our soul. Can't find it on the earth. Can't find it in animals. Can't find it anywhere. Why? Because in the natural, people die that give it to us. Animals leave us. So we search for it in food, sex, drugs, bingo, winners in football games or sports, movies, music, exercise. We're looking for it, but we don't know that we're looking for it. But I know because I found it. Since I became an addict of the presence of the Lord in my life, I know he needed to be in me, overflowing. I needed to be filled with this. I needed his peace so I could come to you when you were not peaceful. I had to be at peace in wartime within me because I was going in as a special forces warrior to help you. I understood myself the need for such peace, for this blanket of the presence of the Lord. It was a painkiller. It was a deliverer, a healer, a cleanser. The joy that came, the connection being touched and caressed like a little baby. Having your, somebody touch your forehead and said, I love you. Looking into my eyes, even though my earthly eyes were closed. I could feel this love that was unknown to me. Gentle touches by somebody. I didn't know what it was. They called it the glory of the Lord. What was that? I didn't know. Never heard of it. I have no idea. But I found out, as you are right now. It was agape love, joy and peace, touching me, filling my spirit. And now I can easily understand the drug addicts, the bingo addict, any addict. Doesn't matter what you're searching for. This is what you're trying to find. But don't know it. Because you're in ignorance. And if you do go to church... And somebody prays for you, nothing happens. Pastors don't preach about it or teach about it. Instead, I know, been there myself. So I can talk to you about your need for searching for peace and some kind of joy to feel safe and loved. Because I was there. Searching and seeking everywhere. I was looking for this. A spiritual high. A drug. That was free. Unending. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't find it either. (laughs) So neither could you. I couldn't find it anywhere I looked. On earth. Believe me I looked. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all do in many ways. 
but I wasn't getting this. This had become the best high ever. Didn't cost me anything. Didn't have to shoot it up. Didn't have to be a slave to get it. Didn't have to bargain, buy it. Cost no money. And now I don't even have to go to a church service. I just read a word and I'm gone. The power of agape love comes down. But I had to, first I learned, I had to go to a human in a church service at a certain time for prayer. And then God said, you become dependent on others, on a building, a time of night, music being played, people. I have to remove that from you. I need you to be dependent on me alone. So he had to stop me from even going to church. So I could understand he is with me always and can touch me anytime, anywhere. Yeah. But at first, I went to church, sought prayer. Mm -hmm. Had a person go, touch her, Lord. Two and a half hours, laid out, couldn't move. In a dress. Wonderful. Wonderful. It was the best high I'd ever had. And I'd had some highs. Believe me. It, this high took me out of this world. I was in the world in my physical body. But I wasn't in the world. I was in the Garden of Eden. And didn't even know it. Never heard of the Garden at that time. But this stuff was coming down, filling me up, washing me, cleansing me, touching me. Couldn't even explain it. It's just, uh, I try to relate it to earthly things I knew and I tried. Because that's what our earthly soul and physical body, trying to find this. And we're looking and searching for it. Oh, they were, all of us, all of humanity is searching for and desiring this unknown drug, agape, with its joy and peace and life within it. But we did not know that. I didn't. The pastors don't. I just talked to a Young pastor from Pakistan yesterday. All they can do is quote scriptures. They don't teach the kingdom. They don't teach it right. They don't understand the word. Can't even talk on LinkedIn correctly. I ask them what you're talking about, what you're teaching. They just quote scriptures. They don't even understand. That's just their soul. It's religion. But I got this touch in this Brownsville revival. I'm a carrier. Not of the revival. Revival means awakening. Getting on fire. Being revived. You can do it right here on this video. Father, all those that are listening. When they see this hand, touch them. As you touched me. It's that simple. I've seen many preachers yell and scream and slam. Pound you and push you. 
They used to call them, some people take a courtesy fall. They wanted to show power. (laughs) The power is not in your words. The power is not in your hands. The power comes through your spirit. But now as you grow in it, I don't need this. I can say, touch them, Lord. Sometimes I don't even have to say it out loud. My spirit thinks it, and it's done. Mm-hmm. But I was like you, seeking something I knew not what, didn't know where to find it, but trying every earthly way I could to get it. Was it an earthly drug? Tried those, didn't work. Cost money. Got to do illegal things to do it. But I found out that this agape love, this glory blanket filled with all kinds of beautiful, wonderful things of agape love was the most powerful and best drug on earth. But it wasn't from this earth. It was from the kingdom of heaven, the father's heart for you. I found out it could take your pains away, your loneliness Deliver you of demonic spirits. Heal you. Cleanse you. Free you from ignorance. Make itself real to you. Comfort you with peace. In and for your spirit. This is all spirit work. Now some people would say they saw feathers come down in a service or Glitter. That's not this God. He doesn't do that most of the time. That is not of God. The enemy of agape love can do that. Manifest things in the natural. So you will believe that it's God. But because I had some real spiritual experiences, Satan is always trying to. Make this happen from him and deceive you so you will believe that what he touches you with is this agape love, but it's not. I didn't know that at first. I thought everybody had this wonderful, glorious stuff. But this one time. This Bible school teacher looked at me with his eyes. Because there's a lot in the Bible about fire coming out of the eyes of the Lord. Out of Christ Jesus, the word of God. Well, he looked at me and boom, I hit the dirt in church. And I go, thank you, Lord, for touching me with your power. And God said, that wasn't me. I didn't do that. But in my ignorance, I believed it was. Because I wanted to be touched by God in a powerful way. It wasn't God, though. It was the other guy, Satan. And his fire coming through the eyes spiritually. Now, that teacher in a revival school. Mm -hmm. Satan will try to get you deceived. Following him. But you won't know it's him. And there were times when I would go to get prayer, you know, precious person, 
would touch me. And I'd have to go, God, God, is that person one of yours? I don't want to be touched by anybody that's not of you. I had to pray that because I knew there were witches in there, cult people. And they were trying to take over the revival. That's what's happening to us when we do drugs or alcohol, sex. Try to, we're just addicted to winning. The lottery, bingo, sports, betting, sex, money. We are trying to get from other sources this. Mm -hmm. So then I would go around and say, God, is that one one of yours? Because I didn't trust Christians, religious people anymore. I saw they could have some stuff that was not of God in them. This one lady, she was a secretary, don't even know her name. And I went to ask her, and as her hand was coming to touch me, her whole arm, I saw in the spirit, was a demonic claw. Go, no, thank you very much. I'm not going to have that thing touch me, because I had entered into the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Not the physical realm. This was all spiritual in nature. So this glory blanket is wonderful and powerful. And the enemy of it is always trying to deceive us. And if you're not paying attention, not spiritually discerning, seeking God about it, you'll get touched by something you don't want. And you'll get the fire all right, but it won't be of agape love. You'll get something that'll bring you peace and joy. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you a quick story about that. I was in a church. The pastor was talking on the Holy Spirit as our best friend, teacher. And how many of us wanted it? Now, we're all Christians. So we already have the Holy Spirit in us. He's already there. He said, raise your hand. So I wanted that. So in my ignorance, I did. Then he said, come forward. And I did. To receive it. Now see. Out of ignorance. I already had the Holy Spirit. Been in this revival. But I wanted the Holy Spirit to be my teacher. And guide. And friend. And comforter. I wanted a deeper relationship. So I went forward. And right before. Somebody got to me to pray for me. To give me the Holy Spirit. God said that's not me. That's a familiar spirit. I said, because they actually prayed for me. And I felt this arm on my shoulder. I go, what is that spirit doing touching me? He said, well, the pastor told you, come forward. And you did. You complied. And in your ignorance, you didn't even see that he was offering you an unholy spirit. Called the familiar spirit. To be your teacher and your guide. And if you had gotten prayer. It would have taken over in your spirit. And it would have been your teacher and comforter. And your prayer person. And when you prayed. And this familiar spirit. Of Satan. Would have been who you were talking to. So I repented for coming forward. Raising my hand. Believing a pastor without Praying to the Lord. 
And then I rebuked that thing. I went afterwards back to the back of the room, and there was a book about the Holy Spirit. And nowhere in there did the teacher, the pastor, talk about what he was preaching about that day. I learned a hard lesson. Was that pastor, that preacher, purposely misleading us? Could have been. He's dead now. Was he in ignorance trying to help us? Probably. But because of my spiritual ignorance, I would have gotten something I didn't want. And I had to learn to ask God, please, I don't want anything that's not you. So help me, because I don't know most of the time. Back then, I do now. But back then, I had to learn a lot, because Satan was in the churches, working through the pastors, the sermons, the songs, Mm -hmm. to deceive us and bewitch us, lie to us. So we'll seek something and ask for something that's not of God. And then when Satan goes to God and says, hey, she asked for me. She was supposed to know. She didn't check. That's not my fault. So I had to learn. So I was getting the best high ever. And it was out of this world. All of humanity, even if you're searching for power, be a world-dominating nation or spirit. You're searching for this drug of authority and power that it gives. They don't really know what it is and how to get it and how much it would cost them, even if it would hurt them. It's always available wherever you go. Now, some people, they get this sort of high, as you might want to call it, from being on a stage. Having everybody waving flags, cheering them. Maybe they get the high from getting an Oscar, Tony Award. Being on the front of a magazine. Person of the year. Mm -hmm. Talking in. At the UN. Oh, there's all sorts of ways us humans seek this. The power, the glory, the presence. Outside of God himself. I had to learn this was not an earthly drug, but our soul was seeking this. The only way it knew how. And our spirit would go along with it. Because it wasn't free yet. So we went into the world of earthly drugs to stop our pain. We went into the world of joy and enthusiasm from sexual pleasures, winning at lotteries and bingo, winning, winning, winning. The excitement of food and how it makes our body feel. Food is a drug. Music can be a drug. Sex can be a drug. Mm -hmm. We were looking, all of us, here on earth, through our soul, through our physical body. And some of us, we knew it was spiritual. The Illuminati know. The secret societies know. The world leaders know. 
But there is a realm, and they would seek this. And it has been in their families, but it was not God. It was the other guy, Satan. Mm -hmm. We were seeking to take our pains away, maybe pains of loneliness. We had pains that we were to be a ruler, and we couldn't. And our parents took vows and sold our family into leadership. You see that in movies where kings dedicate their children at birth to be the next king of a country. Mm -hmm. Keep it in the family, so to speak. We were looking. We were all looking. So was Pastor Deborah. We were all asking the questions. Can it bring me peace? Whatever this is I'm looking for. Can it make my life better? Can it help me escape my life? Can it make me feel safe and peaceful during war or trauma or fear? Does it work every time? We were all asking these questions in our soul. Our spirit was also seeking. Oh, we may not know it in the spiritual realm. But I was drawn. I had help through family to go. And then I had some elderly couples that go get prayer. Go get more of this stuff. More of what? More of the Lord. That's what. What was that? I didn't know. Because the first time I got prayer after I went to the altar. And I cried for about 30 minutes. Why? I don't know. God was cleansing me. I was glad to be home. I probably was repenting for things I had done. Got up and this couple next to me was so sweet. Didn't know. Said, Go get prayer. I thought this was all it was. An altar call. Is that it? No, go get some more of the Lord. What's that? I didn't know. So I went. And they said, touch her, Lord. I laid down next to a man in a tuxedo. Couldn't open my eyes and couldn't get up for 45 minutes. And when I did, I felt drunk. And the couple said, go get some more. More of the Lord. I go, what's that? I didn't know, but I went. Because somehow I knew I needed more of the Lord. I couldn't even walk home that night. I had to have some help. Some angels helped me. They drove the car for me. I was drunk. On what? More of the Lord. This. But I hadn't been drinking. That's how it began for me. But my heart had been seeking and searching. For more. Of what? I don't know. And all of humanity are like, still are like Pastor Deborah was, seeking and searching for something they knew not what. And then when they got touched by it, I don't know what it is, but I kept going back. Told my son about it. Watched him fall. And I didn't want prayer, but the hand came and down I went. And then a lot of things would happen. And I had to choose to keep going after this, whatever this was. I didn't know. 
I had a lot of questions, very good questions that I was asking. Yet at the same time, I was being changed and cleansed and comforted by something I didn't know anything about. Some people were frightened of it, frightened to be touched. They were afraid of the Holy Spirit, afraid of this. Mm -hmm. They were afraid to let an unknown presence, an unfamiliar something, to touch them. This wasn't normal in most religions, churches. And if they did get prayer, nothing ever happened. They were afraid of pain, of being touched by love. They were afraid of retribution from Satan and his demons and maybe from their church. That happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Yet, I knew, and you're learning right now, that the Most High God's presence, his glory blanket, was exactly the spiritual drug we all needed, spiritually. I rest family, reputation, everything. You'll be different. When you get touched, people will look at you and go, you're not the same. You went down there. You had Pastor Deborah pray for you. You watched that video. Oh, you'll be on Satan's radar. He will know, for you will have this inside of your spirit now. It'll be a sparkling as a white diamond. Light will be glistening through it as the colors You'll be nourished and fed. Hopelessness will disappear. Fear of death in your spirit will disappear. You'll be cleansed, delivered, and healed spiritually. And you'll want more. You ask any drug addict or alcoholic and addict. You want more, more, and more. And it's all free from God. You could sit right there. You can have it in your dreams. Every out-of-body experience, it costs you nothing but a heart that's seeking to be touched. I spiritually knew the Most High God's heavenly, divine agape love's spiritual presence. I came to know it. And I could learn, and I did, that it could spiritually reach beyond all of our spiritual fears, our anger, our depression, past our pain and loneliness and rejection our soul was feeling, as well as our spirit. It could feel our spiritual poverty. And lack of spiritual education of the Lord of the kingdom of heaven and his ways of righteousness and glory. It took me a while. First, it's as if you are just a starving, dehydrated person. You just need a little bit of it. 
slowly to recover and to be revived. For you are a dry and thirsty land and it needs to come and you just need to soak it up, drink it in, let it cleanse your body spiritually, heal you. Mm -hmm. Then once all that's done, after maybe many, many months, mine was years. I loved it. I fell in love with it. And I'd plan to get prayed for right at first because I would be out for two and a half hours on the floor. And when he started moving through me to pray for you, I wasn't sure of what it would feel like. It was like fire. I had to get used to having the fire of God explode in me. His presence come through me to touch you. And as I became a member of the prayer team of this revival, I saw people get into resistance, want to come forward and speak in tongues, holding hands angry. They would hold hands with a partner. And I have to break them apart because God wants to touch us individually. People would be chewing gum. I'd say, spit your gum out. He wanted, he says, you don't have to work it up. You don't have to cry. Take your gum out. Stop chewing because they were nervous. Let go of the hand next to you. He wants to touch you personally and individually. And a lot of people are resistant. So they could say, God's not real. That didn't do anything. Because that's how they receive prayer and things from God already. I knew that we had a lack of peace in us. And somehow, this presence of God, this glory blanket, would bring it to us. I knew that we were all searching in the earth. Our soul was looking. Our physical body was looking for this in earthly ways. We had bitterness that needed to be cleansed. We had unforgiveness in us, in our soul, that was tearing our body apart, and that needed to be healed. All our physical and mental diseases and the memories of trauma, horror, and fear had to be cleansed, healed from our, in our spirit. For at this time, our spirit was one with our soul. Until you get a Hebrews 4.12, you're still one with your soul. You're the tail of your soul until that spiritual circumcision can occur. And it can happen right when you're being touched. Mm -hmm. There were demonic spirits, even in Pastor Deborah. You know how I got cleansed? I'm laying on the floor in the presence of the glory blanket and water, crystal clear water, just washing over me. It's laying in some little creek, washing over me. Eyes are closed. No music. Just washing, washing. And then a golden sponge came, held by a golden hand, scrubbing. Scrubbing. And then a golden light, drying me. 
And then God said, as I'm under the glory blanket, now you have been cleansed for my work. That was my deliverance. I don't know what I had. But that I never had to go through deliverance, never had a demonic spirit since that day. Now I was not yet fully healed. I was cleansed. There's a difference. And for you little ones who have go into trances, go into sleeping and hiding places of your safe worlds, even when you are in earthly drug overdoses, the glory blanket can come. Even in those cases, I began to learn that the heavenly father of Christ Jesus, the king of the kingdom of heaven, the great I am, wanted to touch us, be with us, heal us, deliver us, help us, comfort us, bring his love to us. And he was coming, reaching out to us like he is right now through this video. I began to learn about the great I am, his love, the power of his love, and how we all needed to be at first covered in a warm, sweet blanket of his glory, his presence, his love. And in that blanket, in his love, it is filled with his spiritual, overflowing, eternal peace, joy, and love. It's filled with mercy and healing, forgiveness, cleansing, deliverance, sweetness for the spirit. And this was what all spiritual forever persons you are seeking. You may not know it might be afraid of it many are but we know you're seeking and you're almost to the point of having no hope but no more we're here right now and we know you've reached out through earthly drugs food and sex fortune and politics war and gambling marriages Money, clothes, houses, legacies, stuff, positions, whatever. You're searching and reaching, desiring this. But you're doing it from your soul through your body. Searching, searching, searching. You have been desiring and looking so hard. But nothing. Oh, all your earthly legacies, your time as presidents, CEOs of companies, all your love of animals, climate change lovers, none of that is this. But you're never finding what you're really spiritually looking for the best high that lasts. Can't ever repeat 
that first high if you're a heroin addict. You're always seeking the peace and the pleasure of an orgasm. Winning at bingo. Winning at the races. Winning. Winning. Getting a star on the walk of fame. An Oscar. Person of the year. Nobel Peace Prize. It's fleeting. Next year it's somebody else. Somebody always more rich than you are. Mm -hmm. If you're a dictator, somebody going to come and take you out. It's over with. You can't repeat the high in the earthly world. You try. And you become an addict. You're looking for this. Can't find it. So you're looking through the natural world. Through the soul. The soul's looking. But it only knows the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of its life. Mm -hmm. Now, the soul really does not know about spiritual things. Mm -hmm. Because it lives in a different world. But nothing ever seems to work for you. But a copy love will. And I want to end this video. This portion of the glory blanket, number one here. And I want to offer you a touch of the Lord. Father, touch them as you touched me and so many others. Let your glory blanket fall and do its work. Father, even years from now, when they see this video, be about your work. Do what only you can do, spiritually. Reach out and touch humanity in the name of Christ Jesus. Father, just let all of them stay. I see them there out, just like I was. Just let them stay there in your presence. Do your work. And we will be back again with another video where you touch them with your glory blanket. Bye.